Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton-Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network. The Best Ever You Show is here to help you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. With this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. And now, here is your host, Elizabeth. Well, it's actually Elizabeth and Deborah Oakland today. She's not co-hosting, but kind of because it's just us. <laughs> so we're going to have a girl chat all about books and spirituality and courage and all that good stuff. But um, so Deborah Oakland is with me. And as Joe Schoolcraft calls her, a rock star. <laughs> How are you, Deborah? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Joe's Isn't that awesome. Cute? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you very much for being here. It's been a while, um, and I, you've written a book, and we're going to talk all about that. But let me let me just introduce you properly a little bit here. Um, this is one of the coolest things. When I met Deborah, um, she, I, I met her through Deb Scott, and she's the founder of Living in Courage Online, which is a spiritual oasis for overcoming life's biggest challenges. And she's also the author of Change Your Movie, Change Your Life, Seven Real Concepts for Courageous Change. Now, when I met Deborah, um, it was the first time I'd really seen anybody really dedicate a whole website and everything to courage. So um, I was definitely intrigued, and um, I've been following Deborah for a really long time. And I, it, it, she's got a backstory of why she does her thing with courage. And um, do you want to share that with us? I know you've been on the show before and shared it before, but do you want to go through it again, just in case somebody's new to the new to to you and or the show? Oh, sure. Yes. Um, <clears throat> over a, as I write on my website, over a four-year period, I lost both my children and both my brothers, and shortly thereafter, my father to prostate cancer. So, <clears throat> I just decided that you know. I've always wanted to write. I have nothing to lose. I've gone through the worst that you can possibly imagine going through. So why not do what I really want to do? And I started writing about courage. And I I felt that also I felt like writing about what happened and talking about it helps in the healing process. And I'd always been afraid to show any vulnerability. And when when I came out and started, kind of came out of the closet, I started talking about about loss and and how it affected myself, my husband, my family. It it was a way to tell my story, and I think when we tell our stories, it's so supportive to others, and they need to hear our story so they know they're not alone. Yeah, and I I feel it, like you gave me the courage to not be not be to be more vulnerable like that. It was the first person first time I'd really seen anybody in depth go through like, okay, this happened to me and I'm going to really, really, really talk about it. Uh, it's uh, it's cu- courageous for sure. <laughs> Don't you think? Well, I, 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 I suppose so. You know, it's funny. A lot of all don't feel courageous that actually go through courageous acts after you talk to them. They don't, they don't say, oh, I feel courageous. It's almost like you, you. It's something you just did. You you had to get through it, and you did it. And then you look back and go, "Wow, I I, I survived. I made it." You know. Yeah. But I think yeah. at the time when you're going through it, you don't really think of yourself as being courageous. I don't know. I I didn't. I looked back yeah. and went, "Oh my! Wow! I wow!" I made it. I did, I did it. Yeah. You know, because yeah, well, with I, yeah, the I think help of my husband and a I was lot just going to bring him up. And, hi, Cody. <laughs> Cody, hi, and hi, hi, mom. <laughs> mom. How is yeah. how oh. is everybody? How are Cody and mom? Oh, Cody's amazing. He's doing some work out in the world that's just going to. It's actually going to change things in the agricultural world. It's it's just too long to go mm-hmm. into. He has a new beverage line coming out that changes frequency in your body, and he's. I mean, he's just going, and my mom's cool. great, and yeah, uh-huh. my mom's 83, and she's like a 50-year-old. I mean, she just go, go, go. That's you know? like mine, too. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's funny. Being happy, I know being happy, it helps a lot. Oh, yeah. You know, it, it, it's huge. Yeah. 
I thought my mom swiped your book. It was so funny because she was here and uh, as we were, as we were talking about getting prepared for the show, I'm like, uh, I can't find your book anywhere. <laughs> Can you send oh. me the ebook or something? Save me here. And um, I found it. <laughs> it was so funny, but I called my mom. I'm like, did you take my book? <laughs> She's uh, like, No, dear, I do not have your book. So I, I found didn't it. Take your book. I'm <laughs> <laughs> blaming her and everything, but what a great book. It's um. It's called Change Your Movie, Change Your Life, Seven Real Concepts for Courageous Change. And you were talking about writing. Boy, you wrote a great book here. Um, Thank you. It's it's just absolutely, um, it's so authentic. I mean, if you hear your voice and read your book or read your book and hear your voice, it's you. It's hard to do. Thank you. Oh, it is? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for a lot of people. Oh, I didn't know that. I just, uh, it took six years. It kept uh, changing from what I expected it to be into something else. It did that three times, and I, I just I just kept up the process. I it's like I couldn't not write it. It had to come out of me, hmm. and I know that it has a future in in div- in many different ways. I'll be speaking in Glastonbury, I think, at the end of this year. Oh, cool! With a friend of mine, with a friend of mine, Andy Brine, who who works with uh, Joseph Campbell, um, to, kind of continuing on a lot of the work Joseph Campbell did in his own way, and we're going to combine our work together and uh, and do a workshop out there, which will be fun. I think. That's amazing. Oh yeah, yeah I think right what? now people need encouragement more than ever. They need they need to grab a hold yeah. of their their courage muscles and and build them because things are. You know, they're shaky for people. Well, I agree with you. And I think um, I think anytime you can, I, I always wonder, everybody, it seems like everybody's talking and I always wonder who's listening. And then every once in a while you uh-huh. find somebody who's like heard your message and you changed a life. And uh-huh. I, I just keep that alive in me. You know, it's not about selling a million books. It's about changing like right. a life one at a time and touching somebody's life. And I know, I know one of the ways that you've touched my life um, when I first met you and and still to today, I find you one of the most, I always use the word elegant and words, eloquent and elegant writers. Um, You just have this like smooth, beautiful way of writing. And um, I followed that very early on and it's, it's not something you can duplicate either. I'm like, oh, I want to write like that. I'm like, oh, I can't. <laughs> I don't write like that. Deborah's brain works like that. Mine doesn't. And I look and at everyone else and go, I wish I could write like that. You know, that I, was my point. I think we all do. But I think we all do. Yeah, you know. But um, So your book's beautiful. And I was just hoping you would tell us a little bit about what it's, you know, give us the Deborah Oakland um version of why you wrote the book, what the book's about. <laughs> so it took six well, years. I know that feeling. <laughs> yes. Well, yes, and your book's wonderful. You know, I mean, we all have our own voices, and they will reach different people for different reasons. And, and whether that book helps one person's life improve, it's worth writing. To me, is six years worth it to help one person? I, for me, it is. You know, it sells, it sells. It doesn't sell. You know, whatever, whatever. And I know this book had to be written. I don't know where it's going to end up, and it will be going places. I don't know when or where or how, but I knew that it had to be written. You know, I was I was pushed to write it. And the reason that I wrote it, that I began writing it, was when you go through something like I went through, and you've been through some tough times yourself, I mean, if you have a belief system that doesn't work for me, for you, when, when something goes awry and you have one of life's biggest challenges that you're facing and it doesn't hold you up and support you, find a new one. I always say that. And mine did. Mine supported me 100%. And I wrote about the concepts of that supported me. That's why I wrote the book. The first concept is conscious choice. Now, this this book's all wrapped around the movies, Change Your Movie, Change Your Life, Seven Real, R-E-E-L, Concepts for Courageous Change. Now, I had this book written once, thought it was done. A friend of mine, Steve Callamy, came out from England. He wrote a part in the back all about Mother Nature and the seven concepts. 
thought it was done, ready to go, and then I get I'm in deep meditation and I hear as loud as we're talking. Uh the, movie, the, the name of the book is going to be Change Your Movie, Change Your Life. And I'm, I actually said out loud, this book is not about the movies. And I heard, it is now. <laughs> so like, yeah. You've got to be kidding me. So another two years in, after I added all the movie content and spent nine months getting permission to use a lot of the quotes and talking to lawyers and, oh, you can't believe what I went through. It was like being pregnant. And I got <laughs> Wait, that stop. done. I got that done. So the first concept. Sorry, hang on. You gave me the giggles. Now hang on. Take my slug, swipe a T here. Hold on. Keep going. Okay. So conscious choice. And I say, whose movie is this anyway? And the second concept is wisdom. What's in the fortune cookie? These are all question marks after. Concept three is love. And what's love got to do with it? The fourth is purity. What kind of diamonds are we talking about here? Fifth is concentrated illumination. Are you the creative director of your movie? The sixth is peace. Who's going to make the first move? The seventh is rhythm. And are you ready to put your movie together? Because the seventh concept rhythmically pulls all of the other concepts together. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to know a little bit about the concepts. Um, yeah, you know, absolutely. The, the first concept is about conscious choice. And I think that's one of the most important things that we can concentrate in our life. I, I write about conscious choice in my newsletter, on my blog, all the time. Because everything you do comes from the conscious choices you make, the thoughts you think, and the actions you take. So the conscious choice it, it, it actually, choice plus creative action brings mm-hmm. our one main desire into fruition. And we have many desires, but it's best to choose and act on those that live up to who you are, to your passion, to your individuality, your authenticity. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just so important that, you know, I actually had um, – I had decision as the first concept, not conscious choice. And a friend of mine, a very amazing tuned-in friend, he he had just moved to New York, and he he called me and he said, he goes, I really need, I'm going to come out there and we need to talk. So we sat down and he said, you need to change decision to conscious choice. I'm like, Terrell, uh, the book's done. Do you know how much work that would be to change every word? He goes, Trust me on this. So we sat and he talked and he explained me why that decision isn't as powerful as conscious choice. And your conscious choice leads to your decisions. Anyway, I went and changed all that again. <laughs> isn't that frustrating when somebody makes your book oh, better and you have God. to change everything? You're like, yeah, I know. So I have to Boy, think, that's a lot uh, of work. And, but you Carol put the work Chappell in. for that. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thanks for that. And, and um, the second co- concept on wisdom and and wisdom to me requires an open mind. And a lot of people are not open-minded. They're very stuck in their opinions. They don't want to listen to anything new. They, If something new comes up, they probably don't have a corresponding brain cell to even connect to it so that it makes sense to them until they hear it a few times. You know, um, and, yeah. and, and we humans, we bond with, we bond really strongly with others who uphold our beliefs and concepts. Separation occurs when, when people disagree, right? Yeah. So entire lifetimes are spent defending the concepts of being right. So I, I ask, where's the wisdom in a closed mind and heart? So I, I like to say be respectful of other belief systems because it allows for personal growth and expansion on your part, right? I mean, you've, you've got to be open to to these things and the bridge to freedom is within each one of us and yes we can make all of our own choices but if we can do it wisely without ego we become the shining stars of our movie you know mm-hmm. our movie our life is a, a living picture it is a, the movie sequences that we put together as we live daily 
And and it's important to live authentically and be less concerned with the opinions of others. And just feed your hopes, not your fears. That's mm-hmm. so important to me. And how are you going to share your wisdom with others? You know, at the end of the day, what are you doing with your time, with your thoughts, your actions, and your feelings? And are you are you raising people up? Are you pulling them down? And that's so important to, in, in regard to wisdom for me. Now, yeah. love, the third concept, is the greatest power in the universe. Uh, it carries the highest vibrational frequency, and it's who we are. It lives in us. And love is nutrition for the body, mind, and spirit, as I like to say. It's that creative force in the universe that brings forth the manifestations of your heart's desire. And when you can take your imagination, you can dream, you can create using all of your senses, staying in your heart, and see everything that you want now in a state of love and peace. And I always say now stands for naturally occurring wonder. So your naturally occurring wonder is in this now moment, and it belongs to you. And that's powerful. You know, when you're out of of sorts and you're not in the present moment, when you pull yourself back to now, you're in your naturally occurring wonder where you can live your best life. Yeah. I like um, on page 83, become a love magnet. Yeah. Talk about that for a minute. That's a great idea. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's so important. Let's see. Well, love is a concentrated, positive, magnetic quality in every human heart. The heart generates the largest electromagnetic field produced in the body. And when we shift our emotions, we're changing the information encoded into the electromagnetic fields radiated by the heart. And as I say in the book, this is music to my ears because we are feeling emotions such as love, gratitude, and peace, and the heart beats out a positive message. And the movies that so deeply touch our hearts and souls contain a variety of themes revolving around love, and our hearts respond. Love has the capacity to heal, removing deeply embedded wounds from our life. You know, you see a a movie that's very negative and violent and horrible ending you walk away just feeling kind of creepy you might even have nightmares you know and you see these wonderful movies about love and you just come home you're you're smiling on the way home from the movies you feel good you go to bed you have good dreams (laughs) yeah 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 that's love's love's key i i um what do you think that's the most important concept are they all equally important to you I think they're pretty equally important, although love to me is the most important quality and represents all the other qualities of life. I think love is the leader because we are love ultimately. We might not choose in in this state of free will in this third dimensional reality to be love because we have free will. We can do what we want, but I think love definitely is one of the most important things that we can ever connect to. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting in um, in the chapter on purity, I mean, you know, it, it sounds like something that would be strange to write about, but I write about it in, in connection to diamonds, and we are like multifaceted diamonds in the rough, and sometimes we need a good purity polish. These diamonds can be contaminated with very few types of impurities and one of the most sought after and most valued gemstones, right? I mean, it, most people love diamonds, especially girls. But diamonds have some inner flaws, like we do. And these flaws, you know, they occur during the formation process, as do our flaws. And sometimes we need a purity polish. And so I go into this whole whole concept about um the creator being the master diamond cutter and has created the facets on the diamonds to allow light to reflect from one facet to another. And it's, 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 I compare that to us as humans. Hmm. And uh, so I, it, it's uh, it's an interesting concept 
but it helps set you free from limitation and enhances uh, the different areas in your life. And your ability to absorb and reflect light gives you the, the opportunity to become a mirror displaying, displaying this shining brilliance. I mean, who doesn't want to shine? You know, we need to shine our light. This so, is one of my favorite chapters of your book. I, I love this chapter. Yeah, I think mm. there's something about this chapter. It's it's one of those where I go back to 100 and, uh, page 109 and reread um, mm. a lot, actually. Because, um, yeah, you know, I do that with books. I may not read the whole thing over again, but there will be a, like a part of it that where I go, oh, I really love that. And so when I need a little bit of inspiration in my own life or something, I'll go back to certain parts of books and, like, reread the chapter, and I do that a lot with this one. I love mm-hmm. this chapter. And not that I don't yeah. love all the other chapters, but I love this chapter. <laughs> yeah. Well, purity, I mean, I go into a lot of different things about sacred geometry and symbols and clues and information and, you know, all kinds of things in this yeah. in this, in this chapter. And, it's almost like um, a little spirituality lesson, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then the fifth chapter is Concentrated Illumination which I really like this chapter. <laughs> <laughs> so you like the whole book. <laughs> yeah. Concentrated illumination is concentrated energy infused with light. And I say that would be you. That would be us. We're concentrated energy infused with light. And, and it puts you in the director's chair of your movie. And... Uh, I say try some spiritual sunbathing, and while you're soaking up the light, use your thought to create the life you want to live. Thought is an important element in concentrated illumination, and it's a gateway to your powerful, perfected presence, the universal mind of love, wisdom, and power, or the absence of it, you know. But I really I really enjoyed writing this, and, and I talk a lot about the clarity in your camera lens. And, you know... How how is your lens looking? I go into this this whole section on on the view of your life through the camera lens, which is is kind of fun. So, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, so that's uh, another one. And you know, at the end of each each um, of the chapters, I have uh, a little area for. I have my storyboard, my own personal storyboard, on each chapter. And then I have a personal storyboard for the reader, and then I have a treatment, a movie script treatment on each of the sections. And then I also provide a reel, R-E-E-L, wrap on each of them, (laughs) kind of wrapping up each of the concepts and what they're about. So concept six is about peace. And that's a tough topic, isn't it? When you went to go write about peace, were you like, oh, great, it's going to turn into, I had a, I had trouble writing that chapter uh, in my book because it sounds like, especially with a pageant background, I'm like, oh, God, people are going to think I'm like, world peace, you know, or whatever. And um, Right, yeah, you, well, everybody you writes trouble? about peace, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and so on mine, I say who's going to make the first move. But I, here's what's important to me. It starts out with peace is our action hero because peace isn't weak or powerless, and neither are we, right? So choosing peace taps us directly into our inner power station. Peace is our action hero, a concentrated activity bringing harmony into every space it occupies. You know, we, everybody's got a favorite action hero who faces threats in unique ways. And they take courageous action, right? So they confront fear face-to-face, and they never stop until peace prevails. So, you know, our action heroes find solutions and translate them into action, and that's what we need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and as I say in the book, it takes power of our, the power of our attention to hold peace in a world less than peaceful, especially right now. So peace is active, and if you want to have it, you must participate with it. You can't just yeah. let it sit there, you know. That's, that's, so a, that's a good thought right there. Very, very important. And you have to ask, am I responding to situations or am I reacting? If something happens that we don't like, do we react right away and do something that's going to hurt 
ourselves and other people make a wrong decision, or do we respond kindly with thought, stepping away maybe even for a couple of days, three days, three days is, is the jewel, it's, it's the key moment, is it where everything comes into perspective and you don't make a stupid decision, you know? <laughs> Unpeaceful things, yeah. Yeah, because we can do that. And I also talk about the critics a lot in the book. Their names are criticism, judgment, gossip, blame, worry, anger, judgment, fear, all that, you know. They're the Mm -hmm. family of critics. And, you know, are you going to engage with them? Are you going to allow other people in your life to, to, to criticize you? And... And ruin your movie. You know, you're the director. They're not the director. You know, you can listen. You can take advice. But at the end of the day, it's your movie. And when you're, when you're in a place of love and peace within yourself, these people on the outside that are not the critics, you don't need them in your movie. Yeah, they become pretty irrelevant, don't they? They do. And, and I also go through the exercise of the W's, the what, when, why, where, how, and who, you know, and I ask these questions in this chapter on peace. And there's, it's, it, there's a lot going on with this, with this section on peace. Yeah. And there's an author, unknown author, wrote peace. It does not mean to be in a place where there's no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things and still be calm in your heart. Yep. And that's really important to me. I like, and, I like, uh, oh, sorry. Oh, I was going to say, uh, Dan Millman, who wrote The Peaceful Warrior, the, you know, he did the movie, mm-hmm. The Peaceful Warrior, and wrote the book. And he actually wrote the quote for me in in here by him. Um I, I contacted him. He was just wonderful. And he said, I would endorse your book, but I quit doing that was seven years ago. But he said, good luck with your book. And he wrote, there's no need to search. Achievement leads to nowhere. It makes no difference at all. So just be happy now. Love is the only reality in the world because it is, because it is all one, you see. There's no way to yeah. peace. Peace is the way. There's no way to love. Love is the way. Dan Millman. Yeah, it's, it's well, you know, it's interesting, too, because I think a lot of people do think achievement, once you achieve, 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 then you'll get all your peace delivered to you. And right. I'm not so certain life works that way at all. In fact, maybe Mm-mm. the opposite. But if but if you keep your, there's a lot going, this chapter is, um, I'm a big peace guru. I um, I just right. love to read things about peace. So I pretty much got this chapter, you know, memorized, too. And um, I was going to ask you about stillness and solitude. That's the second time this week that the word solitude has come up, so I must need a dose, dose of it. Mm, mm. <laughs> I, I keep seeing solitude, solitude everywhere. Space. Yeah, yeah, solitude. I, I think I find solitude in my sacred space, and you can, you can feel that sense of solitude in a crowd if you're still enough in your heart and in, in your mind, and you can mm-hmm. breathe. I think breathing is so important. To, to becoming still and enjoying solitude. A lot of people are afraid to be alone. And not that solitude has to be about being alone, but it's that stillness within you, that sense of, of uh, it's a sense of peace too, mm-hmm. solitude, you know. Yeah, you just said something. You can find solitude in a group. Boy, that's a, that's a challenge right there. Like it, th- I that's think it's like a challenge. huge crowd. What would you say? Yeah, that's a huge okay. challenge. Yeah, I um, I don't think I'm that person at all. Crowds make me a little nervous, um, mm. probably a lot nervous actually. Somebody just wrote that on um, in the group too, in the in the best ever you group that they were going out somewhere and they don't do well with crowds. Wish them luck. They're going to push themselves to do it anyway. It makes them really uncomfortable. Mm. I think it was Jean Williams, um, mm. in the group, and uh, she has she's autistic. And she's a really oh. high. Fun- I met her in Florida. I met. Um, she's a really high functioning, just absolutely brilliant person, and she has uh, autism. 
Um, and she writes openly about her struggles with it. And, and she's gotten, she talk about putting yourself vulnerable, but I, I wished her peace actually. And, um, there's probably something for her to learn in this chapter about solitude mm-hmm. in a crowd, or maybe you have a, want to have a conversation with her to help mm-hmm. her because um, that's what we're about is, is help other people. And maybe you've got a tool or trick to, to help her out. Cause I know she's searching oh, yeah. for it. Cause I know she's yeah, still has trouble with that. Autistic and people on different, different spectrums, it is very difficult for them to be in, in crowds. And I know part of a group that I'm in, a women's group that we talk uh, quite a bit during the week they, several of them are empaths. They have trouble being in crowds because they pick up the energy. I do not. I do too. I'm not, yeah. I can put my wall up like, whew, like solid really? block, cement. Oh, yeah, I don't take on other people's stuff. So I have no problem being in a crowd and being being peaceful and being still. In fact, I almost get calmer. It's It's kind of strange. I've had things break out around me. Like we were in a restaurant one time and, and, and somebody started fighting. I think somebody pulled a knife or it, I get very super hyper calm, and so my husband does too. Cody gets very zen, and his mind goes to solution. Yeah, hmm. seems to go into a solution mode, which is good, I guess. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, yeah, there's there's definitely more to. We probably don't have time, but there's definitely more to explore there on that mm-hmm. concept maybe it's another show mm-hmm. talking about just peace maybe we'll do that have a show just talking about <laughs> peace and we'll ramble on and on and on until we come to the grand world we solution until <laughs> we lie exhausted on the floor <laughs> exactly <laughs> peace we, we wore it all out yeah. <laughs> all right well, one thing I'd like to add is oh. that peace oh, yeah. gifts gifts like a gift uh-huh. gifts you the power of transformation it really hmm. does. How does it do that? That's pretty interesting. Elaborate. Because when you choose peace, you are making a conscious choice to take your power back. You're not yeah. giving it away. You're not living in fear. You are living in your power. And peace, as I say, is one of the most powerful things. And it is your action. It, it's an action hero within you. And to take that step and... It just gives you great strength and has a power you know, of transformation. Yeah. Do you know, that's actually kind of a concept I've implemented in my own life um, with respect to other people loving to argue. Like if somebody wants to argue around me, I pretty much just go, mm, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I don't respond. It's very interesting. But you you hold your power completely when you don't engage, unless it's something really like you have to argue about it or I don't know. There's, there's always, right. you know, there could Probably be that don't. moment, but, but, you know, if it's something like just silly and it's not a priority, that kind of, you mm-hmm. know, just like the dumb squabbles and stuff like that. It's like, well, you go be all yeah. peaceful and angry and I'm going to sit here in peace. Good luck to you. Right. Yeah. In a conversation, you, you have to choose your battles in life and where you really need to get a point across if it's, it's, it's something yeah. someone desperately needs to hear. But for the most part, I think listening is an art. And yeah. we all need to listen more because everything in the world now, people are climbing over each other on social media to hear their voices heard. Everybody's, you know, the kids are on their iPads and people aren't listening. They're looking for the next moment. They're they're trying to move at warp speed so they miss the most important things, the little things that really matter that we grew up with, that these kids yeah. are getting. And it's going to be a different a different world as each generation goes by, and that's okay. You know, we will say, "Oh, the millennials," you know. Well, who knows? They'll have they have their own gifts. You know, don't don't judge it. Just 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 be there. Yeah. And be who you are, and enjoy the ride. You know, it's it's the it's the movies. <laughs> enjoy their movies. Yeah. You can watch it. Yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, so oh, the seventh concept is rhythm. And rhythm is, well, in my book I write, sustaining anything requires rhythm. And the seven concepts in this book are put together in such a way that when they're combined and used consistently, they will enhance the the quality of your life. Think life. Think of life as a sacred rhythmic dance choreographed by you to create your personal symphony. 
One of the most important components in any great movie is the rhythm of the music, which dramatically enhances the storyline. This is where an ordinary movie becomes extraordinary. And, uh, you know, using these concept r- concepts rhythmically, you can use, you can work on, the, on one concept at a time and answer the questions and fill out the, the little information in, in each section and see what what you need to work on rhythmically because everything in life has a rhythm, establishing cycles, patterns, different stages of development. I mean, think about our heartbeat, our breath. Everything in nature has rhythm, season to season. And mm-hmm. the, the universe is full of cosmic rhythms and the moon and the sun. and the, You know, I mean, rhythm is everywhere. And um, I, I really just enjoyed this particular chapter pulling all the others together one of my one of my my quotes i put it one of my quotes at the beginning of each concept is the potential hidden within you is staggering shed the old layers and devote yourself to something of value that sings to the passion of, in your soul now you become the master of your destiny Ooh, I like that. Yep, I see it right there. One eighty nine. I'm gonna type that out into best every or you should. One of the two of us. Oh yeah. Use my quotes. Use any of my okay. quotes. People, I I use them. I've got hundred and fifty on my website or something and I, I know. use them. I oh yeah, that's right, you do, don't you? I love your quotes. That was another thing I used to tell you. Like I love your quotes. Remember that? <laughs> I used to t- I told you that a bunch of years ago. I'm like, I love the way yeah. you write in your quotes. Yeah. 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 And that's a good we one. Met, Read that one more time. Read it one more time. Oh yeah, it's a great one. For anybody, stru- listen for a second. Hey, okay. one second. For any, for let me just put this. For anybody who where that just hit me was for anybody really struggling like with well, who am I? What should I do mm. in this world? I want to do something with my life, but I don't quite know what it is. Um, if you're listening, listen to this quote because it answers it. The potential hidden within you is staggering. Shed the old layers and devote yourself to something of value that sings to the passion in your soul. Now you become the master of your destiny. Awesome. Are you listening, Joe Schoolcraft? That's your quote. Nah. <laughs> I like that, Joe. I do, too. I love him. He's an awesome yeah, guy. I've met him. Awesome. He lives right kind of not right by me or anything but you know he's in boston i'm in maine and so we meet up every once in a while when the kids go down for baseball and because oh. he's a baseball guy and so we get together oh. on the cam or quaid play baseball and uh, oh. he's shown the kids a, a trick or two to to be That's great awesome. with baseball so um, i was thinking yeah, he's, about he's you awesome. and baseball today i'm sorry my phone is ringing of course Oh, that's okay. There we go. Got it. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking about you today in regard to baseball because I grew up, my dad was uh, on the Farmers League, and he oh. played baseball, and he was the coach on our baseball team, and I was on the on the baseball team, and I actually broke huh. my middle finger, which is still all bent up from playing baseball. I broke my nose playing oh, baseball, baby. hard ball, too. <laughs> and yeah. um, like yeah, I love <laughs> throwing the ball. and I still want to go. I'm going to go down and get a, a ball and a couple of mitts because I just love the whole thing. And then my mom remarried another, her second, you know, she was married to Jim, my dad. Then she married mm-hmm. another Jim who was a pro baseball player. Oh, and really? He passed away a few years ago. Oh. He had cancer. And uh, he was uh, he was in the pros. And I can't remember what team, cool. but he was in the pros for many years. And so it's like, I was thinking, wow, we kind of have that, you know, and, and I know your kids are way into the baseball. Oh yeah, Thanks. yeah. Well, right. I love it. One of, uh, yeah, we've all we're just a baseball family. I, that's why um, I get a kick when somebody says, "Oh, you're a soccer mom." I'm like, no, no <laughs> baseball mom. That's, no, a no, that's, mom. A, that's a word that's not allowed in the house. <laughs> no, uh. um, <laughs> but now, yeah. yeah, Cam's gonna Cam's gonna play some college baseball at New Haven, so we're pretty excited about that. So you got, uh, oh, yeah, that's he's great. Yeah. It's neat that I think any time that you can, um, those you know, students, athletes, and then when you combine student athlete, there's like a discipline and focus about you. And I've noticed mm-hmm. too that the kids who are really high achieving student athletes really um, 
do a couple things. You know how they say like uh, the 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 most you know the the CEOs that are the most powerful or whatever. They all have these things in common. Well, I kind of noticed that with some of the um, high achieving student athletes, some of the things they do, and mm. one of them is really pay attention to their self-help and what is going on in their head as far as chatter, negative, uh-huh. positive, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, I have, I have shifted a lot of my love into that. I just love student mm-hmm. athletes and the mindset that goes with right. it. And we're off a little bit here, but the mindset that goes with being a student athlete is intense, especially at the high school level, because um, mm-hmm. sometimes you get bullied. Yes. Bullied for being good. Oh, you're not that yeah. good. You know, that kind of stuff. And so you really uh-huh. have to put a bubble around yourself in a way, a real positive bubble. <laughs> I agree. And my husband was an athlete since he was a child. He was a gymnast. And he went out to the nationals. I mean, he was a gymnast most of his life. He can still do handstands and all the stuff. And he was talk- He was a coach for a while, too. And he mm-hmm. was very... Uh, insistent that you encourage them because they you say one word to them that is negative or the parents or they push too hard and these kids they get so insecure and they go into fear mode and then they they doubt themselves and it's so important to support them yes yeah i I couldn't agree with you more and Mm -hmm. um, yeah you see it at all different levels and stuff so i've really I've started really yeah. looking into like the mindset behind student athletes and things like that. And mm-hmm. I say that I, the reason why I mentioned it to, was to sort of tie it back into your book because you have concepts in here to student athletes who are listening. I know we got, we have a pretty big uh, teen audience and stuff. And I know sometimes we do things, we bring books on and people on that are grown ups. but you're the crowd. It mm-hmm. seems to me like that really actually pays attention to the grown ups. You're actually yeah. listening. It's so cool when um, you hear of a teenager going, you know, you know, maybe not all of your book resonated with me, but boy, I sure like that part about, you know, chapter five, concentrated illumination. Um, And that really applies to me as a student athlete. And so Mm -hmm. um, I just really notice people doing that. When we do a show, they go, you know, I listened and I Mm -hmm. I picked up the book and I really like this part. It uh, totally applies to me. So, well, you know, it might be, I mean, this is off topic, but, kind of a little bit off the side, but having Cody on the show to talk to the student athletes from a, oh, that's a good perspective. Idea. Yeah. yeah that he's, he's welcome anytime. Yeah. This stuff. He's so good yeah. at speaking yeah. about this. He's so good with kids and they love him. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. He's a, a good guy. That one's, that one's a keeper. How yeah, long have you guys been married now? I know we're going to wind down here a little bit. 30 years. 30 wow. Years. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. He's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, we've almost been uh, married 20 now. And um, well, I keep now, yeah, isn't that fun? Yeah. And um, yeah. I keep people, do people ever ask you, like, what's the secret to staying married that long? That's yep. the funniest question. People are starting to ask me that. I'm like, what? I haven't ever even thought about it. Cody goes, keep breathing and be nice to each other. <laughs> yeah, it's about that simple, isn't it? A, we're, a, pretty apologize much. we're when you're friends, wrong. Though. Yeah, we're we just, are too. We, we love to be together. I mean, he calls me all through the day when we're not together. And we just have <laughs> so much too. fun. I know. And it, it's like people look at us and they go, how do you do that? I, I don't get it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I, we're just meant to be together. That's all I know. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, I know. My husband just went on a business trip for a couple of days with his new job. And he kept calling. And I'm like, you can stop calling now. I love you. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, don't. Keep calling. Because I kind of miss you <laughs> yeah, too. Right. But I know you got to do your thing. Oh, so Keep funny. Getting calling. That's cute. Yeah. But yeah, you guys are yeah, you guys are adorable. I, I look at your pictures every once in a while. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's an example too. Yeah, there's a lot of things you do yeah. that you might not realize are inspiring other people. And I think that's I one of them we especially. Do that. yeah. yeah. You know, just be uh, one of the things we need to do is is we're we're preaching or not preaching, but when we're talking we can about preach. A message, we're preaching. We're preaching we're, we're preaching our message. Walk your talk. Be a living example. Yeah. Because if you're not, people are gonna find that out really fast. Oh yeah. You know, you're not you're not living the message of in your book and you're not living the message that you're you're telling other people out in the world. People they they see this. They notice this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I was, um, I, I was, we, we'll go here in a second, but I was on that note, you know, um, 
one of the other things that I've been focusing on this year. And I'll probably tape a show about it. It's just like well-being, like being your healthiest best. And mm-hmm. I know just so many people struggle with just that. You know, we eat too much. We don't exercise enough. Our emotions mm-hmm. aren't in check. We don't feel right. Something mm-hmm. went wrong. Whatever it is that throws you off course. Um, I love to focus on the overall well-being. Well, in my whole overall well-being, I'm like, you know, since I fell on the ice three years ago, I have gained 28 pounds. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, you know, just from sure being in pain, not being able to walk right, exercise right, and just feeling kind of old. And I'm like, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to put this in check this year. And so Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I'm finally, after three years, really walking my talk again, exercising and eating less. Mm-hmm. And because um, yep. I help somebody else, choice. yeah. Well, I help somebody else lose over a hundred pounds, and I'm sitting there gaining it. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, then yeah. I got to put an end to this. So, um, <laughs> but um, yep. yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, and so my point in saying that is, you know, the seven concepts. I think what's neat about them too is that they apply to anything. So whether it's they weight do, they loss, apply to anything. Yeah, they do. Um, so I don't want people to think it's just if you want to do something creative. I think it's if you want to do something that you've always been wanting to do but aren't doing it, or like mm-hmm. like you're saying, walk your talk. Like if you really want to yep. walk your talk, follow these steps and just start walking your talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you and, and the book's not yes, definitely. And the book's not about poor me. Look what I went through. It's not Mm-mm. about that. I don't talk about that. I mention it in the introduction, and that's the end of it. And it helps also people going through the grieving process. It's, it's kind of, it kind of covered, I wanted to cover the bases with all aspects of life because there has to be a mental, spiritual, and physical balance with everything. And Cody and I, I mean, we eat well. We have a formulator. We have products that, that help people in ways I've never seen with their bodies and their health. I mean, unbelievable. And, you know, we, we eat good food. We eat organic, we, although the food doesn't have the nutrition from the ground. You, know, you can go into that for hours. Yeah. And, and we take care of our bodies and our minds and our spirits, and we're happy. And I think happiness is one of the best anti-aging solutions on the planet. Mm. Yeah, I agree That's with you. I, and I think so, too. And I think that, like, if um, – if one thing gets unhappy, it spirals a little bit too. Like I, I'll just say, I'll use my hip example again. You know, like my right hip was killing me and it was not making me happy. And then I, mm-hmm. and then I spiraled off into, well, you know, maybe this is just the way it's going to be as you approach 50. And I'm like, oh no, it's not. Uh-uh. <laughs> you know, like, I started to feel kind of old and I'm like, no, you fell on the ice. No. Let's get healthy again. You know, let's go. See, that's those thoughts. That's that yeah. mind in there trying to trick you. Isn't it? And you're so, like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I've been doing, happen. I've been doing a lot of, um, you know, I'm an old gymnast too. I think you know that. And so I've been doing yeah. a lot of ba- ballet infused um, yoga and Pilates to get healthy again, and it works perfectly with my body. It was a hard time trying to figure out if I'm a Zumba girl or, a, you know, uh-huh. what's going to heal the hip. And it's ballet infused yoga, yoga and, and Pilates. Ballet. Yeah. 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 Ellen Yoga's Barrett. Very is healing. The, have you ever heard of Ellen Barrett? No. She's amazing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. She is so amazing. Ellen Barrett. Incredible. I'm write like if her you look name her up down right oh. now though. She's Ellen Barrett. Barrett. Okay. Two R's, two T's. And um she's gonna be on the show on the sixteenth because I begged her. I'm like, um, okay, so I've lost a lot of weight using your stuff and can you come on the show? And um but she's got this way of she's got a great pace to her workouts. Hmm. especially for somebody in pain. And she doesn't treat you like, you know how some people, when you get their DVD, they're like, okay, I'm fit, I'm in shape, you're not, and I right. don't really care, I'm going to go at a you know, warp yeah. speed through this workout, and you're sitting there going, um, I did five sit-ups, not 40. I know you just did 40, but I'm on five here, you know, or whatever. Uh-huh. And yeah, I get it, yeah. A lot of them do that. They, they want to show everybody what they can do, but yeah. But the good, the teachers, the really good teachers. I mean, they take their time with people. They put you in the pop, in the proper position. I've been doing yoga since I've been a little girl, and I really? absolutely love it. I do yoga every morning on my own in the house. Yeah, I wow. I love yoga, 
And my girlfriend, Jana Trimmer, has a, a, an, an app called Yoga in Bed, and Ooh. it is phenomenal. Yoga phenomenal. in Bed. I'm writing that one yeah, down. Yeah, I think it's like $1.99 or something. Yeah, it's, I do that yoga in bed every morning, and it gets my body moving, and then I can get up and do more yoga and whatever, but it's so great, and her voice is addicting, you know. That's so true. I love her her. Um, her little her little app, and you can just turn your phone on while you're laying in bed, and there you go, and she's talking to you. Pretty soon, I mean, you get the hang of it, and you do it on your own. You don't need to listen, but it's really, really nice and mindful. And there's a couple of of little meditation things on the other side of it, so just to start your day, which are beautiful. That's cool. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, um, especially if you're starting your day like, and you're getting out of bed, and you feel stiff or old or mm-hmm. whatever it is. That's a great idea. Right. Yeah, it's great. You just yeah, don't even well, get up. You do it. Yeah, and what's her name again? Jana, J-O-H-N-N-A. Yeah. Trimmer, T-R-I-M-M-E-R. Cool. I'm going to look that up, too. Yoga well, Aaron Barrett and Jana Tw- Trimmer, you've changed our lives, right? Isn't that cool? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> We're changing lives. Yeah, They're she, changing lives. It's all good. She trained with a very famous uh, indie, uh, yoga woman, um, for many, many years, and she goes back and forth to India, and she taught yoga for a long time. She's not teaching. She did privates for a while, and then she's moved on to um, soul memory discovery work, clearing energy fields from oh, homes neat. and you know, all that. She's very, very amazing. Uh, her work is outstanding. I'll have to look her up more. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah, and and, uh, and Ellen Barrett, the, I think the words that resonated with me the most, especially as I was in pain starting, um, were that you want to age with, with your strength and flexibility intact. Yes, that's key because if you see people walking, a lot of them can't move very well. A lot of people need hip, hip, hip and knee replacements. But the problem is yeah. they don't balance. There's no strength left. This is what Cody works with extensively with people is the strength factor because when they get older, they just don't have the strength to do the things they did or even walk properly. And right. uh, it's, it's key. Yeah. And so that's, that's what kind of kept me going um, through her stuff. And I'm on to, um, you know, some of her more advanced workouts and things like that now. But when I was mm-hmm. first starting out, I did her grace and gusto tape and um, she's all about, you know, the grace and the gusto, the strength, the flexibility, the everything. So I yep. just thought that was cool. But uh, yeah, that's neat that you do yoga every day. See, we haven't talked for a really long time. We're off on uh, we're off on our off book tangent, but it works. I know <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't want to keep you, you know, for the remaining seven minutes of the hour. <laughs> I did yeah. keep you for an hour. I'm sorry. Oh, is it did an I miss hour? Any? Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is. We, it's an hour. But did, did I miss anything? Over. Nope. It's okay. Nope. I, if people want to uh, visit me, they can go to Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, Oakland, O-A-K-L-A-N-D, dot com, or livingencourageonline.com. I just think Deborah Oakland's easier now. Yeah. You can find my book there. You can find my quotes. You can sign up for my newsletter and get my free uh, MP3, which actually was, uh, the music is done by uh, Joe Baldino, which is one of my favorite jazz artists working with some of the top jazz artists in the world now to create an album. And uh, Great. He, he did the music for me in his studio, so it's, it's like a seven-minute uh, walk through the jungle and the forest and the waterfall. and It's pretty cool. And they can get my mm-hmm. free ebook, Living in Courage, and uh, my monthly newsletter. I only send it out once a month. I don't send a bunch of stuff out, and it's, it's simple. And, uh, you know, I just yeah. provide things that are fun and interesting. Yeah, and I'll, I'll have I'll, this I'll... in my next one. <laughs> well, I, I like one. your newsletter because you don't spam people. I hate that when you sign up for somebody's stuff and you get an email every 10 seconds. It drives me crazy. Uh-uh. Nope. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, so yours is once a month, and I noticed that, too. It's like, yeah, you don't, you're not happy with the email trigger. It's like, oh, nope, thank I you. Um, on the first of every month. Yeah, yeah, I oh, love your sure. newsletter. Uh, I don't think we can leave the show without mentioning Margot and Dudley. Oh, my gosh. Are they the best? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to take up the last five minutes with Margot and Dudley. Oh, Margot is amazing. <laughs> I love her. And they're, oh, oh. they're just one of the, the best 
families. I mean, just on a pure love level and kindness. Uh-huh. They're one of the the most wonderful families, and their son Xander. And, you know, I mean, just mm-hmm. they're they're awesome. Dudley just had one of his big birthdays, and <laughs> uh, they went skiing. Yeah, but she. I've been on her show two or three times now, and um, just talk about pure <laughs> yeah. love. Really oh, yeah, I didn't know how to take her at first. I'm like, you love me this much, and I don't even know you. And I'm like, well, I'm loving you back. I just, I'm like, yeah, yeah. you're just pure love. She's pure love. She There's no fake. There's no nothing. I'm like, that's There's nothing so cool. fake about it. No, no I love her. What you see is what you so, get. And she's adorable. And she helped you with the book. She did the layout for my book and helped me with mm-hmm. a little of the last editing, which Oh, the editing process. I, I could talk for an hour on what happened to that. Oh, good Lord. I basically did my own editing at, editing at the end of the day. But, um, yeah. I went, <laughs> anyway. I know. I I had three rewrites with Hay House. I get it. I just, I, there was one point oh, I where it was my, my book. Yeah, I don't even know Hay House. I oh, self-published. I, yeah, I get it. I There was one point, I swear to God, I was on the floor. They said, okay, this can't be this way. You have to reorganize this into this, these nine principles. Oh, da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay. I had printed the book out and I was on the floor of this office crying <laughs> with the pages going, just like, I don't know how to do this. And then it, and then after Peter's like, are you done yet? <laughs> and are you yeah, done? See, I didn't are you want done to deal with yet? any of it's that. Yeah. I did not want somebody telling me what I could and could not do with my book. So yeah. I, did it myself, and I did everything a publisher does, every detail a publisher would do, I did on my own. I'll tell you. It Amazing. Was, I, I don't know how I survived. My husband would come home. He'd almost have to put a leash on me and take me out for a walk like a dog you know, <laughs> to get me out of the house. I get eight, ten hours a day, seven days a week. He, he had to feed me. Poor guy. So I said, whatever you need here, I'm here Did for you. Did you take now. you for a walk? Oh, your water Lord. bowl and your food? <laughs> oh, he had to right. feed me and walk me. <laughs> The process of writing a book. Not so glamorous, but it sure is worth it. But um, all right. Well, thank you so much for being here. And when I'm, I might be out there in March, so maybe I'll give you a hug. I think we're going to be in Palm Springs. I'm not positive yet. Oh, um, Cody's mom and dad live there. Yeah, I love it. So So if I'm anywhere near you, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. a California girl. I know. I, oh, yeah. I'm a Northern California girl, though. But uh. <laughs> yeah, we got Southern California over here. <laughs> I love it's much warmer. Um, yeah, I was yeah. up in Tahoe a lot with all that snow. They're getting snow up there like they used to get when I lived there. I know. Yep. It's crazy cool. They but, had wow. set mammoth down one day um, really? recently from all the snow. Yeah. Now we got sun out today. A little windy. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Well, all Thank right. you very well, much. Let me know. Hey, we caught up. Okay. Thank you for being on the show. Thank <laughs> you for it. having me on the show. Yeah, what a good chat. And so thank you, Deborah Oakland, and to everybody listening. I know Deborah said it, um, said her website and all that stuff, but I'm just going to say it one more time. Um, you can go to DebraOakland.com. We'll just do that one. It's D-E-B-R-A, Oakland, O-A-K-L-A-N-D.com. And her book is Change Your Movie, Change Your Life, Seven Real, R-E-E-L, Concepts for Courageous Change. And her book's available wherever books are sold. I know I grabbed mine from Amazon. And um, one of the things that I love about Amazon is you can uh, go on there and write a review. And um, don't write, you know, we take five-star reviews, thank you very much. And um, so make sure you go on there and, and write a review and um, oh, share you, uh, share buttons on there. You can share her book in uh, you know in any social media format. And then I'm going to post her quote into the Best Ever You group. So um, thank you, Deborah, again. Say hi to Cody and thank Mom. Thank you. Yeah, I will. Thank you. All right. And thank okay. you, everybody, so much for listening. And um, we will see you. Let's see. Uh, Dana Vollmer is coming on next. Um, she'll be on Tuesday, February 7th at 9 a.m. Um, that's the Olympic swimmer. So that's going to be a really cool show. Um, thank you, everybody, again for listening. Thank you, Deborah. Take care. Have a great day. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Best Ever You Network. For more information, just visit us at besteveryou.com.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.